Well, there's been some strong words exchanged between Canada and China over the last 24 hours. The Prime Minister saying yesterday that the detention of the two Michaels, Kovrig and Spavor, is political retaliation for Canada's detainment of a Chinese Huawei executive. And now China has told us, told Canada to stop making irresponsible remarks. Nelson Wiseman is a political scientist at the University of Toronto and joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Wiseman, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Nice to have you on. Uh, just how tense, can you put this in perspective for us, just how tense are things right now between our two nations? Well, they've become more tense. Canada's tried to be more diplomatic in this um, for about the past, it's now a year and a half. The former Chinese ambassador was uh, to Ottawa was quite aggressive. So the Chinese were much pushing much harder. What's happening now is the Canadians are pushing back a bit. Um, and uh, they seem also to be successful in getting um, other Western countries, most notably the U.S., to come out and speak on the issue as well. And I think that that might be rattling the Chinese a bit, although I don't think it's going to have any effect on how they behave. All right. Well, in a new interview, uh, the wife of one of the two Michaels, uh, Michael Kovrig's uh, wife, says that uh, Canada should be doing more. Uh, can we? And if so, what? Well, first, let me just say something. Michael Kovrig is the son of one of my colleagues, a professor emeritus, Bennett Kovrig, at the University of Toronto. And in fact, he used to be the chair of our department when I started teaching there. Um, now, it, uh, the uh, of course, one would expect someone's spouse uh, to to plead with the government to do everything they can to spring their husband, a loved one, out of this uh, uh, dreadful situation. Uh, but there are a number of considerations here. Uh, so Canada has more or less uh, put itself in a position hiding behind the law. And as we saw this story today, although I don't think it's anything new, the fact is that the, the Minister of Justice can stop an, extradi an extradition treaty. And what puzzles the Chinese, and we have different systems, where the uh, judicial system is under the thumb of the political class, they can't understand why that can't happen here. But a decision was made early on, before Madame Meng was uh, held at the Vancouver airport, because the government was given a head up, I think, 24, 48 hours before. Um, and they decided, no, no, they were going to hold her, and uh, subject to this extradition treaty. John Manley, a former deputy prime minister, suggested that Canada should have just blinked and made as if there'd been some bureaucratic mess up, and they, and they followed up at the airport and let Madam Ming continue on her flight to Mexico, but that didn't happen. So we are where we are, um, you know. And uh, and it's a tough. I have little doubt whatsoever that if Meng uh, isn't extradited, um, uh, that the two Michaels will be released almost as quickly as they were. Uh, they were uh, they were grabbed by the Chinese, which was about ten days after she was uh, held. Um, one of the sad things about all of this, it seems to me, is the um, is the tardiness of our judicial system. You know, I read today 
Alan Rock, who was Canada's ambassador to the UN, a, a federal cabinet minister. I think he may have been minister of justice at one point. He says, oh, you know, this case could go on for four years. Another source I read, and I'm not a lawyer, tells me it can go on for eight years. Well, that's a sad comment on our legal system. What kind of justice system is this where it takes eight years for something to be disposed of? Yeah, I mean, particularly when you consider uh, Kovrig's wife's uh, comments, not only about the law, which is really interesting, but also, you know, what her husband is dealing with uh, right now, uh, locked up in a small cell, very little daylight. I mean, a lot of psychological torture going on here. I mean, to think that you're going to have to sit around for the better part of a decade to get a decision on this, uh, you know, just confounds. Yeah, and if she is extradited, that isn't going to spring... the two Michaels. And incidentally, about their conditions, they're horrific. But it's not as if their conditions are exceptional. This is the kind of thing that goes on in prisons. And not just in prisons in China. I mean, many of the conditions in our prisons, look at Thunder Bay, are quite horrific too, if you visited them. Um, There is a, a bit of a light here. I mean, there, there are all of these delays. One of the things that Meng, Meng's um, defense team has, which is quite a strong card to play, and it hasn't been played yet, and that's because this uh, legal procedures are just being dragged out, is Donald Trump's comment that he could intervene here, which suggests that there is a, a political and not a strictly judicial issue at play here. Uh, So, in other words, he said, you know, if he gets the kind of deal he wants with China on trade or on technology, he would take a softer line on Huawei. And that means uh, the chief financial officer who's currently being held. So I think that's uh, a strong card that the defense could play. And John McCallum, the former Canadian ambassador to China, has pointed to that as well. And because he did, uh, he actually got dismissed from his position. So we now have well, I was going to ask, is that a card that our government should be playing? I mean, we talk about, you know, so-called backroom diplomacy all the time and things like this, uh, where there's, uh, you know, huddled and uh, hush-hush meetings going on uh, behind the scenes. Uh, usually it's between the two countries directly involved, Canada and China in this case. But should Canada be having backroom diplomacy discussions with the Trump administration, with the U.S., uh, in order to expedite this entire situation? Well, the uh, the Canadians have spoken to the U.S. a lot, and the U.S. are sticking with. They've been dealing with the Justice Department, which is setting, which is claiming that no, no, they're acting under American law, and there isn't, and and their um, warrant out for her arrest was not driven by politics. It was Trump that came in after, and uh, and raised this point. I think uh, in response to a question. So the, the Americans know about this, but I should also point out this isn't a top of mind for the Americans. I'm not even sure it's bottom of mind. I mean, it's it just doesn't really get much attention in the, in the U.S., and that's why I was actually surprised the other day when I heard Pompeo uh, refer to the two Michaels and, and say they should be released. Um, this could, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is figuring in in other talks with uh, between the Chinese and the Americans. I mean, this is really a fight between the Chinese and the Americans, and Canada's caught in between. So where's the decision going to be made? Is Canada going to come down and cave to the, um, uh, to the Chinese? 
or as the Chinese see it, is Canada caving to the uh, to the Americans? This issue also comes up not only with respect to springing um, the Huawei executive, it comes up with respect to is Canada going to adopt Huawei equipment in in this next um, tech phase, uh, 5G as it's called. I'm surprised Canada's been postponing a decision. And I'm surprised it's taken as long as it has, but it looks inevitable that it, it isn't going to allow Huawei in, although Huawei is already in at the edges of the system, apparently, but our security people say it's not in the core. Um, because what's happened is Canadian public opinion has increasingly turned against the Chinese for various reasons, not just the two Michaels, the the whole schlamozzle with the with the pandemic and and the fact that the Chinese, uh, 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 you know, beat up on their own doctors who were blowing the whistle and and maybe and that they seem to have held back information. So they're just and and also the um, just growing more and more stories in the media that are picking on the the Uyghur situation the. The, the recent issues with respect to Hong Kong, Tiananmen Square. I mean, we could go on and on. And mm, increasingly, uh, public opinion has turned against China. Polls show this. So for the uh, Canadian government now to open the door to Huawei, uh, and, and, you know, politics, their decision is influenced by public opinion, it isn't going to enamor them with a, a large swath of the Canadian public. All right. Got to leave it there for now, but we will continue to watch the story as it is developing and developing at a quite rapid pace these days. Uh, Nelson, thanks for the time, as always. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. There goes Nelson Wiseman, political scientist at the University of Toronto.